podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Matt for Boxing Social in association with William Hill and Empire Fight Store. Delighted as always to be joined by Sean O'Hagan. Sean, Max has just been sparring in preparation for George Cambosis. Looking good in there. What do you make of Max's preparation for this fight? Well, I mean, you've seen yourself there. Um, he's absolutely on fire. And then anybody who writes Maxi off would be foolish to do so. You've just seen there, 12 rounds in bag again. Second time he's done 12. That's after his uh, conditioning work. He was running yesterday, he's just saw me. And he performs like that. You know, it's going to take a very, very special fight to beat Maxi Hills at this stage. He's been written off, we spoke to him the other day, and we said every fight he has, there's always that thing of, oh, is this the moment? But he just keeps going and going and going. And George Cambos is the man who's already signed the deal with top rank, so we know where what they think is going to happen on the night. <coughs> Why is he going to beat George Cambosis on the night? I think Max is too slick for him, too clever, too determined. I mean, Max has waited a long, long time for this. He's not secured for life. He's got to fight for everything he's got. That makes a difference. That's the deciding factor. George has already done, you know, he's been there at that level and he's done it. Has he still got the art, the desire to come back and have another go? If he has, then I think he's made a big mistake in um, picking Maxi Hulse to fight, you know. I'm sorry, George Cambosos, he's the guy, we said it in both them two lads' interviews the other day, he's the guy who beat the guy who beat the guy in Vasily Lomachenko. He beat Tiafimo Lopez off the back of Tio, having the win over Vasily. What do you make of George as a fighter? Obviously, he has the two with Devin Haney. Didn't go his way, but like you mentioned there, about set himself up for life, guaranteed the rematch, but he put in an admiral performance as even when he came up short. What do you make of him as a fighter? Do you know what? I like? I do like George Cambosas. I really do. He's a brave fighter, never gives in. He'll keep coming, he'll keep coming, he'll give anybody a hard night water. And let's not forget, you know, he pound, well, what is pound for pound? Um, undisputed. undisputed. Technically, yeah, I know they had the yeah, franchise you know belt, I mean? but he, he technically was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he beat Lopez there. Uh, not Lopez, sorry. Um, yeah, um, TFE, Yeah, sorry, Tiff, I've got Lopez's all over me, haven't I, with Lopez's we've been involved with three yeah. last year. But um, no, he beat Tiffimo Lopez. What's a female Lopez at his best, you've got to ask? I don't think he was, personally. I don't know if it were a mental thing, a physical thing. Um, but like you say, he's beat the man, who's beat the man. Then again, what you've got to think about is this. Every fight is a new fight. Every fight is, you know, you're not fighting all their fight, but you're fighting them. You've got to prepare for that man in front of you. Do I think he's... Um, I, I, I just don't think he's slick enough. To, to outbox Max Eels, I really do. I mean, let's not forget, Maxi not only can he box, he's got good feet, he can fight. He's got a little bit of everything, you know? We've, see, we've seen with uh, Maxi since, obviously, he's come on board with you when he beat John O'Carroll and went on to Highland and all these other fights. Fair to say, George Cambos, just looking at, looking at it on paper, is the best fighter he's had. Do you think if he beats George Cambosis? Now will be the time where maybe he gets that bit of credit that he deserves. Obviously, we're talking hypothetically because George will be preparing to win this fight. Speaking from trainer's point of view, if he wins this, I think the boxing world will maybe give him that credit for what he's done. Yeah, I think so. I think he deserves it. You know, I mean, Maxi, as they call him over here, Cinderella man, isn't he? He were doing, he were beating four rounds in a British title fight. He came over to us and he, um, we moved him up a weight, started altering things down technically. And, and this is result is on an eight fight unbeaten run. 
he's picked a British, um, he's picked a World Title up, he's picked a WBC, WBC International up, all, all in those fights. He's, he's on a roll, is Maxi, you know, people think, well, yeah, he's 33 now, but did he look like he was 33 tonight, did he? No, no, not with You've a seen, couple of sparring partners. Yeah. You'll see in his training schedule, it's two real good world-level sparring partners there. Um, and this is how he is, he just keeps surprising people, he's quite happy to be underdog, don't faze him, he's not put off by big events, he's just not bothered, he just goes in, he's got a job to do, he's switched on and he does that job. I think he gives anybody an hard night, I'll be honest with you. You've had some proud moments throughout your sort of career as a trainer, obviously with Josh, and nothing will ever beat things you do with him because he's your lad, but where would a win for Maxi Hughes in Oklahoma, once again, against our lads, where would that rank for you? It must be right up there. Uh, first of all, every lad in this gym's like my own lad. You know, I don't have any favourites. Um, I think a win in Oklahoma over George Cambosas, I think that ranks among the... Uh, very best moments of my boxing career, if you like. Absolutely right. Let's come on to Josh just quickly. I spoke to him the other day. As you well know, saw that you were both in Dakota, I believe, with Frank Smith having chats. Josh sort of said, look, obviously the fight for Lee Wood is the one that is there domestically. It'll be big. He says he felt like he was being a bit discredited in terms of what he brings to the table. We know what he brings in terms of a crowd, former two-time world champion. Where are we at from your point of view and do you think that's likely to happen next? I think it's very, very likely to happen. I mean, the stumbling block at the moment is the same as it always is. How much, uh, how much money there is available. But I mean, in terms of what we bring to the table, I mean, they were talking about Nottingham Forest. We saw Arena that he last boxing, you know, that wasn't even full. As far as wanting to go to Nottingham, that's, that's out window. They won't have that fight on that pitch. Premier League club now. Unlike Leeds. <laughs> but uh, this is boxing. What we bring to the table is we bring an arena full or a stadium full or whatever venue they give us, that's what we bring to the party. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would love that. Absolutely love it. I mean, I don't know if Top Dank are out there as well having a little sniff about on any other big outfits, but I think when you're bringing 10,000 people to an arena, then it's worth considering you know so there'll be other people interested if this one doesn't happen with ease I don't know. The neutral venue has been discussed I saw online Manchester and things like that obviously I know Josh is a Leeds boy but I mean would you be open to that sort of middle ground? Yeah and I think um, joking aside now I think uh, Frank Frank Smith and Matt Rome are now looking at venues um, possibly neutral venues I mean we'll, we'll box anywhere we're not bothered I mean, if we box at home, we'll fill wherever. If we box away, we'll fill it. So it doesn't really matter to us. Well, speaking to Josh about his position in the WBC as well, so you've got to remember Ray Vargas, obviously, who's champion. Josh is, Josh is ranked number one. Is there a possibility if this all goes maybe belly up in negotiations and we can't get it over the line that something can be done there potentially to get him a crack at the WBC belt? Yeah, well, I mean, when it, with Lara, when, when Lee Wood instigated his rematch clause there with Lara, straight away we... We, we got on to WBC, also they'd be happy to sanction that fight. Um, but I think he wanted so much money to come over here. Do you go over there? Yeah, of course we'd go over there, but we've got to go, like I say, we go over there, we're taking thousands with us. And we'd be happy to go over there. Happy, more than happy to go over there. 
when you look at your stable now, especially with some of the young lads coming through as well, you've got Reese Moldo who's knocking on the door for titles again soon. You have Maxi who's potentially going to retain and open a door for a mega, another mega fight for him. And Josh who's on the cusp of potentially becoming a three-weight world champion. You must be very happy at the minute with the fighters you've got knocking about and what they're doing and what they're achieving. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I say, we've got these small nails just walked out of the gym. We've got him, uh, he's well drank now. Um, I think there's big things looming for him over the next few months. Um, people are showing a lot of interest in him. So we've got Reese, we've got Maxi, we've got Josh, and we've got some young professionals and all that have just joined us and turned over. And they're all looking very, very good. We have got one or two other names that are interested in joining us. Again, massive ticket sellers. Uh, I can't divulge that at the moment because they're still in contract, I believe. But I think it's going to be a case of watch this space because uh, rather than winding down, I think we're kind of spiralling upwards, you know. Yeah, what I will say is if you've not been to this gym here in Gartforth, get yourself down. There's a lot of young fighters here. We know that boxing thrives off sponsorships and people getting on board from an early age. And, you know, it takes a long time to you build up to the status like you, Josh's and Max's on the cusp of doing that now. And it's a long old career. What would your message be to people who obviously maybe have these businesses who are interested in boxing? Why should they come here and maybe sponsor one of these fighters? Well, I mean, you've seen what we're doing here. It's not a case of taking people's money to keep kids off the streets. We do that automatically anyway. Boxing does that in general. We've still got sponsors that thought they were doing us a favour when they, and they were doing us a favour when they first came along. They were chucking us a couple of hundred quid. The exposure that they've had, the return that they've had, has been phenomenal. I think sponsors have this idea that it's dead money when they give it out. Well, it's not imagined because when these kids start coming through, you couldn't buy the sort of advertising exposure that sponsors get. So I would, if I were out there and I was thinking about it, instead of giving it tax, man, come along and do it. Come and see us, get in touch. We'll be more than happy to do some sort of deal with you. And we're not greedy. Every penny that we take in sponsorship goes to the lads. Absolutely. Look, Sean, appreciate your time. I think this will be the last time we speak before Oklahoma. So we wish you all the best. It's going to be a terrific fight and good luck, bud. Thank you all very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.